Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. This is Shailani Alex. And I don't know if listeners know this about you, Shailani, but apparently you're a musical prodigy. I'm not a musical prodigy, but we did one way back in the day where we were playing some music, but we just talked about it that once. (laughs) But you are a musician, is what my point is. I guess so, yes. That your side hustle is singing in lounges. Yeah, I know. Singing for lots of drunk people because that's when you sound better. (laughs) (laughs) When people are drinking, relieves the pressure. But do you hate it when people talk, though? No, I actually love it. You like when people are talking during your set? Yeah, I actually do because I know that people are listening even while they're, you know, talking talking and doing other things. And I I think, anyway, I'm I'm more of a background person. I don't like a whole lot of attention, ironically. Um, Which is why you stand up on a stage and sing to people? Yeah, up in the front of with a microphone in my (laughs) face. (laughs) So yeah, I've always been like that. I just always want to be in the background, even if I'm up on stage or something. But Mm. I encourage people actually to to just kind of live their lives while they're listening to music. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't like that as a participant, as a spectator, because I was at a concert on Monday, Mm -hmm. last Monday, in San Francisco, and it was a a small little venue mm-hmm. and you could hear like the the group that I was there to see yeah was singing and they the people that were talking in the back of the venue were uh-huh. louder than they were yeah though that's not good well that's a little bit different I guess I'm talking about like bars where people are being social and they're supposed to right. but if you're like doing a concert or a show then I definitely think I would say something because it is kind of disrespectful to the other it people is who totally are there to, yeah, yeah. Who paid their money just like you to right. see a show, and then your ass is in the back making noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Not I thought good. that was kind of weird. Yeah, I've seen performers too just caught like point like in like classroom style. You chewing gum in the back, <laughs> like that's I've seen that. Knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah. Well, music's very therapeutic, I think. Yeah. And. For me, it just depends on my mood. If I'm in a mood, then I'll listen to certain music. If I want to be put in a certain mood, I'll listen to a certain kind of mm-hmm. music. Right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brown chicken, brown cow. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Shoulder, shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm angry. Yes. Then I'll listen to, like, Tool or Perfect Circle or some, you know. Who's Perfect Circle? It's a sub of Tool. I did not know that. Yeah. I saw Tool, if I'm remembering them correctly, at um, Lollapalooza, 1992. Mm-hmm. That was my first. Uh, that might have been like the first or the second ever. It was down in, I think, City of Industry or something. That you saw them or that, that you went to a Lala? The, both. Uh-huh. And Primus was there. That was the reason why we went. Oh, and cool. I remember having to climb over a wall for some reason. I mean, we paid. <laughs> to escape yeah, or no, to go I don't know what it was. It was just like this very bizarre. <laughs> we're already. I was already living down in Southern California. And the guy that I was dating at the time, like we just decided we were going to, I don't know, go to this thing. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. For Rage Against the Machine was there. Oh, wow. It was a, it was a good. It's like a hen, headbangers ball kind, kind of thing. Kind of. It was fun. I liked yeah. it. I would do it again, maybe. Maybe with comfy chairs. This time. Right. <laughs> I'm not 19 anymore. Yeah, no shit. Not many of us are. <laughs> um, so speaking of music as therapy, 
there have been some studies done it as far as how music helps with people that um have dementia mm-hmm. or or chronic pain mm-hmm. that there was a study <clears throat> done about music therapy that improves people with dementia that improves their self-esteem mm-hmm. their cognitive um changes cognitive change their anxiety their depression mm-hmm. decreases mm-hmm. and they're just more animated mm-hmm. and you know you introduced me to that documentary oh yeah alive inside mm-hmm. yeah that that was a great i liked it when was that probably 2000 i think it was 2014 yeah 14 and um and then just showing the effects of music on i think it was in a um a senior living facility with people who are dealing with dementia, et cetera. Uh Um, But it was, it just really, I liked it a lot because it really did highlight the importance of like music therapy and people kind of take music, I think for granted, like whether it's because it's so accessible in in most Uh cases. And I think that even filters out into, you know, as performers playing at venues and shows and just put people putting a monetary value on that. They just don't, uh, value it as much as say other forms of therapy because you know it's just it's there it's so accessible so right. soundcloud you can get it for free soundcloud youtube it's all around you um which is also kind of a struggle but and i don't think that we actually pay attention to how music affects us unless you know we just had a breakup and we hear that one mm-hmm. song that you and your so like designated as your song <laughs> your song and then quotes. you hear it and then you know that it affects mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it, the trigger. It's yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like music to me is like a. It can be like a a, a blanket, a warm <laughs> blanket to hug you when you need it. <laughs> you know, or the knives or the knives. guns. <laughs> yeah, the daggers you need to throw. It's the gun you need to shoot. <laughs> Or whatever. Or the I'll, tears you need to cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to check out that band, Perfect Circle. Circle? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. It's definitely Tool-ish. And I, like, I, like I guess it's one of the guys from Tool that formed it. Spun up and did it. Mm. So, um, Angry music, maybe. Yeah. Not angry, but... Well, you know, it's up there. <laughs> but music also stimulates the brain, so it's kind of like developing like a stronger heart through cardiovascular exercise it's like the more you exercise your brain and listen Mm -hmm. to music Mm -hmm. it makes it sharper and you know sometimes it's helps with focus and it kind of boosts your mood and helps with brain injuries and stuff so um is it like a crossword puzzle you know they tell like as you get older the ways to keep sharp or right. do puzzles or things that require you using your hands or exactly yeah jigsaw puzzles crossword sudoku <laughs> sudoku I that would stress me I out can't i can't do that i can't either I'm it's even... like anxiety i tried like i can't inducing yeah it's like the opposite yeah, of I what mean, I'm looking for. Make sure you use up your eraser faster than you <laughs> care to. You're like erasing holes into the corner of that box because you've changed that number like 20 times. Anyway. I'd be like throwing it out. <laughs> Where's my perfect circle music? <laughs> Give me some tool. <laughs> oh, God. So music directly affects the brainwave. So the stronger, faster rhythms make people more alert. 
And obviously the slower music can help people meditate and relax and reduce stress and lower blood pressure. Did Um, I tell you, this is a side note, I don't know why I just thought of this, but um, my little birthday gig I had last week mm -hmm. in the city, um, you know how hard it is to get Lilawa out of the house. (laughs) So she actually showed up. Mm -hmm. I was impressed. She wasn't feeling too well. She got a second win and thought she was feeling a little bit better. Um, But she came out and... uh, that Sasha did as well too and so they came in the middle of my first set and I saw them walk in and I was like wait you know me I'll just start talking I don't even care <laughs> and uh so during the break I, I go up to them I'm like oh my god I can't believe you guys made it and they just kind of looked at me like that was so weird to walk in and see you do that because usually I'm all like crazy being whatever at work right and then they see me singing you know my set is usually calm music this is the whole point my long way of getting to the point is that um, i intentionally make you know pick songs that are a little bit more relaxing and mm-hmm. kind of like let's just slow, like chill out slow for now let's yeah. slow things down because the day is already crazy as it is we don't need more of that crazy yeah um, and they were like looking at me like wow you're like so quiet you know when you're on stage but every day it's like not that's not you right mm-hmm. okay two thanks. sides of Shaylani. you're you're right they I mean, see a different part of you yeah doing, seeing a different part but yeah. but that ties directly into why you know i pick the songs that i do because we need to just relax too much cray cray in our yeah. lives already so do you have like a song that triggers your past relationship uh i don't know about relationships i've never had a like, You've never had a song like, oh my God, that's our song. Yeah. Is that weird? No. Being exposed to that much music, you think I want to link it to that, but no. Maybe, maybe you don't on purpose. Well, for other reasons. Don't make me go down that route. Is that my mechanism for not protecting to be? yourself? Yes. Maybe. I, I was thinking about that after we were talking last night, and I was like, oh my God. I think that's totally like I don't want to attach that emotion just yet until it's like you don't want to ruin a song basically <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not ruin the song well it's true though it's like you don't want to ruin a song it's, it's no different than you know when they take these songs and um, they use them for like these pop songs we grew up with and they start attaching them to commercials like you know oh, that right. song yeah. this will be an everlasting love like ever since eHarmony took that song over <laughs> right. I'm like I don't even want to hear that That's and like, we get pissed it's like oh my god the Rolling Stones sold yeah. out again yeah. and sold it to Geico or yeah. whatever yes. it was or you know when Salt and Peppa did the Push It song yes. with that, and they were actually in the commercial was that a Geico they commercial? they must have needed some money I don't know probably progressive, progressive. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously working because we remember the commercial well but that's the point i mean that goes that just reinforces what we were just talking about people attaching this emotion and this memory right. it's totally an ad like technique right totally yeah it's a very quick way to attach some memories to that but the jingles mm-hmm. for commercials like the cars for kids what's the jingle oh my god that's bad how's it go uh, cars for kids. Cars for kids. Yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I don't know it didn't the words. Work <laughs> but the, wait, I know. The, I don't know the words, but I get the, the the jingle for sure. Yeah. But I mean, okay, name one commercial. That. that can happens. you? Well, I don't have a TV, so. I, don't I mean, growing up. Though. Oh, growing up. Is there a commercial that you remember that kind of like? You remember the jingle? Uh, 
I don't know. I feel on the spot. I'm probably <laughs> sure I do, but I have like two <laughs> seconds to think about it. I don't, but speaking of phone numbers, I remember that song that was in the 80s, that Jenny. 8675309. Right? Why, yeah. why do I know that? I don't. Is that even a song. number? Yeah. Did, did you not call it when I the song know. came Everybody out? Everybody did. It's like, where's the area code? I'll just assume it's 707. Yeah. God, what are you, like, seven years old? Like, you don't know. You're just picking up the phone, rotary dialing, 87, whatever. Did you have to do a one back then? I don't know. I don't know. You probably didn't even have to do the area code. You did it because you. It was everyone had the same area code then. It's like popcorn, whatever. You just oh right. Dial it. I remember popcorn, which yeah. is still around. Oh, is it? We it may still need tells to, you the time. Yeah, we may need to call it after this. Okay. I don't know why people would do that when they have cell phones and. Well, why would <laughs> for people who don't? Well, it's interesting that popcorn still exists. Yeah. Even though we have smartphones now, I think it does. Who's who supports that? Is that a government-run phone phone it's line? It's probably like a yeah, Is that a nonprofit. Maybe a nonprofit. <laughs> Popcorn.org. One cent of every telephone bill ever in the U.S. goes to support popcorn. Because <laughs> hey, you need to know the time. <laughs> Always. Oh my God! How do we get off track? So oh, we memories. Always get off track. Sorry, we're talking about memories. So yes, actually, I was thinking about this last night. Um, uh, you know, thinking about the, the 80s and the 90s and a couple of things came to mind, mostly in the 80s. Like, remember Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam? Mm-hmm. So we, t- my family took a trip, um, I think it was like 1987, 1986, back to New York because that's where my parents started their lives in the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. got married there, had my sister in the Bronx, all of that. And, there, and so my mom was like, deciding oh it's time to understand where you come from so we're gonna go to to new york and we're gonna go to the bronx and i'm like okay that's like a long trip for a kid so i was like let me get my sony walkman and my tape and i had lisa lisa cult jam and a bootleg version of new edition from the philippines and you were bootlegging even back then. I was bootlegging even back then. And those were the two tapes that like lasted me on this like two week journey, which felt like two months. Um, so every time I hear Lost in Emotion, I, f- I am reminded of walking down the streets of Manhattan with my cousin um, looking for pizza and gelato. And that's like so vivid in right. my memory. Carlette, shout out to you. But yeah, but there's that. And then Mr. Telephone Man. Right. Uh, and Candy Girl. Mm. That's right. Bootleg. Wow. All day long. Bootleg. You know, Filipinos. <laughs> so, it was, so it was three bucks for... For a tape. tape. Yeah. And then, you for know... For a full al- album. Like a full on album. <clears throat> and what they would do is they would like print like on someone's printer, like the co- the cover. Oh, right. Right? <laughs> of the tape. And then, you know, and you're looking at it and you're like, hey, it kind of sounds the same because it's tape. And then you go back and you go to the warehouse the next week and you're like, dang, this thing was like $12 here. <laughs> Was the music warped at all? Or no, did it, it no. Taste, it sounded the same. Totally sounded the same. So I remember that one trip in the Philippines when we got those bootleg copies. <laughs> New edition, Chicago, Spandau Ballet was mm-hmm. another one. So true. Funny how it seems. Yes. Always in time. Yes. And then um, Journey for the four tapes. Mm-hmm. And my sister at the time, I think she was into a little bit more hard rock. So I think, I can't remember if we got Metallica. Metallica? 
Def Leppard for sure. Yeah, Def Leppard. Well, Chicago in some of the Beatles songs reminds me of when um, we would take summers and go to my aunt's in near New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And there was this house that we would stay on, and it was on this island in the middle of some lake or something. And I have vague memories, but we would have to canoe over yeah. from the mainland the main to land. the island <laughs> with our you know, our luggage. And it would take like three or four trips to get us all over there. Wait, how long was the canoeing bit of it? It wasn't that far. Hmm. So anyway, the night Chicago died. Who sings that? Oh no, that that's not sense. Chicago. I've been trying to. I've been trying to get better about that. You know, we're so quick to go to Google and YouTube and the internet if we can't remember stuff like that. Right. We should. Well, if you can't remember, <laughs> I know, but you got to give yourself a second. Oh, the night Chicago died is by Paper Lace. I don't even know what that is. You know the song though, right? I don't know. Do I? Maybe. Play it. You don't know this song? I don't. What year is this? In the heat of a summer night. In the land of the dollar bill. Sounds 70. Yeah. 76. I've never heard that song. Yeah. 1974. Oh my God. That was the year I was born. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, Sorry. let's move on. Hey, Kathy. <laughs> That's the year I was born. That's the year I'm born. Oh. Ish, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that, yeah, so it's, um, it's nice, though, that when people, I notice that when people say, oh, think of a song that triggers a memory, it's typically a good memory. It's mm-hmm. not something that's like. You know, because obviously who wants to dig up, like, bad memories? But going back to your original question, do you have any songs associated with breakups? Oh, I have a lot of songs associated with breakups. (laughs) Or breakups or, like... But I don't have songs that were, like, our song. I think there was only one instance where Mm -hmm. there was a song attached to a relationship. A relationship. Or a person. Mm Mm-hmm. But do you, do you I, remember why or when that like? Well, it was the other it... person oh. that designated it. Because right. I don't do that kind of shit. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't know why this reminds me. And like, my friend would totally kick my butt if I mentioned it. But I'm gonna mention it anyway. I have a college roommate. Her name's Hoy, and we get always we lived together for almost all of college. And she would, we could tell when she was in a mood, she was like this artsy type and really, you know, creative and sensitive and stuff. And she, we could tell when she was in a mood because she would lock herself up in her room and you would just hear blasting from the room. (laughs) Everybody hurts. Are you serious? I'm so dead serious. Like we would be coming in from class and I'd look to the side and Hoy's door's shut and I'm looking for Jerry and I'm like, Jerry, where's Hoy? And she's like... Oh God, she's in her room, and then all you all you would hear was "Everybody hurts." <laughs> and so, like, we're still to this day like tease her about it. And 
this song's dedicated to Hui. This song's dedicated to Hui. Everybody hurts. Who sang that? Um, Wasn't it R.E.M.? R.E.M. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I wanted to say Depeche Mode, but it's R.E.M. Yeah. Oh my God. Everybody that's hurts. So now that's going to be nice and stuck in my head today. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, Hui. <laughs> yeah, you're thanking her. <laughs> and you're the one that brought it up. I know. Anyway. Yeah, music's interesting because mm-hmm. it definitely fucks with your emotions. That's it, for sure. It does. It it definitely does. But it, but still, it's I I think it's handy when you want to bring up when you're feeling down and you want to bring up kind of good memories. Like um, I'm trying to think too, like in the '80s. Oh, um, Joe Jackson stepping mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. for some reason. I must have been what eight, ten, or something. Three, At, three. Since you were born in '74. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But every time I hear that song, as well as Spandau Ballet songs, like for some reason, I immediately see like a cool evening, like rain just stopped falling mm-hmm. kind of city, like the video, mm-hmm. right? Because MTV was big back then. Right. So then you start to associate all of the, you know, the imagery and stuff with a, with a song, which is interesting because before that happened, you would just make up your own imagery. Right. Um, but with MTV helping us with that kind of is stuck in my head yeah video all the videos like um devo for sh- oh my god i love yeah. loved devo yeah so watching all of their videos were always kind of fun remember taco putting on the rinse yes yes that dude <laughs> did you ever um when you were growing up make tapes yes of like stories which included music Oh, stories that included music. Not like mixtapes where you're holding the tape recorder to the radio. Well, that yeah. too. Okay. But... <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. So I remember doing this, and I cannot remember. I heard it somewhere. It must have been like on the radio or something, where you're like, like it's like you're interviewing, like I remember King Kong or something. Like we're interviewing King Kong, and you're like, hey, King Kong, you know, how's it going? And then you like insert some kind of lyric. From a song. You did that? Yeah. And then. That sounds kind of fun. And then you would go on with the interview and you'll be like, so what is it? Or like if you're interviewing a female or something and you're like, so what is it that you like to do? And then you like insert like Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of like their answer is like in music. No. You never did that? That takes effort, dude. You have to like set the tape up right to the yeah. second when it needs to. Happen. Yeah. Oh man, no, that was fun. I could honestly say I've never done that. That was fun, and I'm sure you played records backwards. Oh yes, like another one bites the dust. Yeah, is very popular. What is that? Of course, it says smoke marijuana. What? It does. You don't know that? No. I bet if you Google it, what is? Another one bites the dust, say backwards, it's going to say smoke marijuana. Because people were getting upset about uh, it. Well, it's Because like, kids were doing that. And then it's like, oh my God, this record is telling my kid to smoke marijuana. Yeah, because they're playing it backwards. All the, it was like what all the Ozzy Osbourne records. Like if you right. play it backwards, they were like love yes. letters to the devil exactly. or something. <laughs> I mean, who... Okay, number one, like how, to plan out what something's going to sound like playing <laughs> backwards and make it sound normal going forwards <laughs> who has time for that you know how much money it costs to be in the studio to record a song especially back in the day when all you had was tape and records right so i just don't get me started <laughs> that's hilarious I, I remember when i was a kid and i would hear that my mom because you know my parents are fairly conservative christian and 
I guess my sister and I are, but maybe not. I don't know what happened to us. But but my mom back then, it was things like, you can't go watch Footloose or you can't, you know, it was just very oh, strict. Right. And especially when it came to things like Ozzy Osbourne or whatever, like we'd still sneak in listening mm-hmm. to that. But, you know, they're like, that's the devil music. And because they're hearing all these things about things playing backwards. And me and my sister are just like, well, I don't even know how we would even get to playing something backwards. <laughs> like, how do you do that? <laughs> anyway, I just. Well, you have to have a record player. Yeah. And then you just play it backwards. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, like, even as a kid to go to the right. thought process of like, logically, how does that even, how would you even produce that? Right. Is kind of where our heads were at. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> now I want to go find another one. Who's a place. record player? I'm a record player. I bet you could YouTube it. I bet you somebody's recorded it backwards. Yeah, but then how do you know that they didn't doctor up the video just to make it? Because it's real. Because everything Cause I can vouch for that is real. I can vouch that it says smoke marijuana. <laughs> Are you sure it said that? Because or were you just I... making it sound like it? Well, of course it may sound like it. It's okay. not going to sound clear. It's just garble. But if know, you right? play it fast enough, it's smoke marijuana. <laughs> smoke marijuana. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Okay. So I spent a lot of time. All right. Up. So for listeners, that's your homework. Yes. If you have a turntable, kudos. Kudos. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find a vinyl of, Ameri- of Another One Bites the Dust, that's three points. Um, but yeah, see if you can do that. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm totally going to do that. It's very interesting. And then also go through my vast collection of CDs. Thank you, uh, Columbia House and BMG in oh, the 90s. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> for your I totally one forgot. cent offers. I was totally part of that, too. Oh I my know. God. I mean, how could you not get sucked into that? And look, especially if you're in college and you're like on a budget anyway, and yeah. that's your comfort Food, air quote, you know, it's like music and CDs and who doesn't love getting packages in the mail? Get 20 cassettes for a penny. Yep. Yep. I have some crazy stuff. Like, Do you still have your tapes? Oh my, yes. I got rid of mine. I do. I still have, well, I I got rid of a bunch of them because the media itself was just like starting to deteriorate, but I have, uh, I have a guy tape. Do you remember guy? No. Uh, Well, I'll play some guy for you in a second. And um, Prince. Yeah, Prince. Because, you know, Prince. Dearly beloved. Yeah, dearly beloved. <laughs> Gather here today. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so I have that. Uh, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Cindy Lauper, both on tape and vinyl format. Mm. Uh, did you have 8-track? Yes. I did Be- too. Well, because the van I drove in high school had an 8-track player. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Oh, my God. My Filipino's van. That's like... <laughs> No brainer there. <laughs> but the most of the um, eight tracks I have were my parents. So it was a lot of Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, my God. A lot of Filipino music, yeah. by the way. Which I, my friends had a field day with that. Um, and ABBA. Oh, interesting. I had an ABBA eight track. I did not know that you can actually have a standalone eight track player. I thought the eight tracks were... This is how dumb I was. I thought eight track players were only in cars. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So when I finally saw it, I'm like, what is that? And my cousin saw, that's our 8-track player. I'm all like, why is it not in your van? <laughs> like, uh, why is it not in your van? Yeah. We had the reel-to-reel. Um, we did not have an 8-track player, but my dad got a reel-to-reel when he was stationed in Japan. And then um, 
really nice record player, which we still have. It was a Sansui mm. system. Yeah, we had an eight track, not in our car. Like an actual, an did you, actual can you carry it around? It wasn't or? a portable. Okay. It was like a deck. Oh. A tape deck. It was kind of like an eight track deck. Oh. So you just popped it in and yeah. We have a little surprise <gasps> for everyone. Yeah. And it could be a good surprise or a bad surprise. I think it's a good it surprise. Depends how you uh, look at it. <laughs> kind of forced you to do this because I thought it would be fun but um, I brought my guitar today yay yay if you can guess this song okay you want to try it oh, I know what it is no this is a different song before we dive into our special oh so you're putting me on the spot right kind of, now yeah okay so alright <laughs> All right, go ahead because we're talking 90s this isn't my show or anything no <laughs> do it I think this might, but if it reminds you of a breakup song, then then tough shit. Basically, okay, you can edit where's it out. the tissue? Oh my god! You know the song? I do, and it's because my sister's daughter Courtney yes sang this in the car one day, and my sister recorded it, and it was so cute. Do you see what that just did right there? I that know. That was five seconds. I'm not going to play it, but... You can play it. No, no, I don't, because we, we ain't got time for that. But I was just... <laughs> <laughs> but you see, like, even... You didn't even have to hear the lyrics. Right. And just the... That was, like, real-time yeah. action right there. Okay. Let's, so we're just going to do this. We're just going to do this. Okay. And see if people can kind of pick up, and I'll just... I'll follow your lead. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you both. Thanks. <laughs> Another version of me, is she perverted like me? Hmm. Would she go down on you in a theater? Does she speak eloquently and would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother. <laughs> Cause the love that you gave that we made wasn't able to make it enough for you to be open wide. No. And every time you speak her name, does she know how you told me you'd hold me till you died? Till you died, but you're still alive, and I'm here to remind you of the That's all we were gonna do. Right? What are you gonna say? <laughs> Here's the bridge. You seem very well. Things look peaceful. And I'm not quite as well. I thought you should know. Did you forget about me? Love that you gave that we made wasn't able to make it enough for you to be open wide. No, 
every time you speak a name Does she know how you told me you'd hold me Until you die, till you die But you're still alive And I'm here To remind you Of the mess you left When you went away It's not fair To deny me Of the cross out there That you gave me Give, give, give I don't know Woo, go happy <laughs> Oh my, we totally probably mm. just blasted that, that was good, that felt good That felt good, right? Yeah Give me just like 10 seconds of that. Get it out. Get it out. So go scream and rock in your car. Get it out. Get it out. Or be calm and calm yourself down and meditate. After you listen to this podcast, of course. (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. (laughs) And thanks for listening to us rock out on Women Who Sarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani. You can find him at MikeImbasciani.com.